Welcome to the B-Ball Index Podcast. I'm your host, Taylor, and today we are talking about the differences between a top 10 player and a top 20 player. So, (laughs) there's a lot of stuff going around in the media, right? The season's about to end, so that means award talks are like really heating up. We have things like the MVP, and that can be a tricky award because, frustratingly, if a player has a really great late season run, that can elevate that. It's almost like the, the last month of the season matters more than the first month. Uh, things like in the middle of the season, DeRozan goes on uh, that crazy streak where he broke like a Wilt Chamberlain record of scoring points and efficiency, and that was all great. If you would have done that even later in the season, like people were talking about him as the MVP in the middle of the season, which it just it, it doesn't make any sense. Um, but we're going to talk about the difference between a top 10 and a top 20 player, and I'm just going to run down uh, a, a few quick lists and you try to tell me what the difference is before I give you the answer because I I made the mistake I made the mistake someone sent me a they you know th- so this happens a lot right people are like Taylor oh you you love sports you love basketball let me send you this podcast but here's the thing I'm I'm really picky I worked in sports radio for about five years and I've worked uh, in sports data since then so I have heard everything um working in sports radio really made me (laughs) hate a lot of sports radio and a lot of sports talk and just the way they talk about things especially um they they love to talk about things that are super subjective like uh award shows so behind the curtain i'm gonna i'm gonna let you in on a little secret here so when you work in sports radio when you're a young person you get really excited you're like i cannot wait to get into this field i want to talk about my favorite teams. I want to talk about the leagues. I want to talk about the dynamics, what's going on. And then you you meet the older people who are often, you know, the classic thing. They've been working at it for a long time. They're jaded. They're frustrated with the business side of it. All the cliches. It's all true, right? But the the thing that really, really isn't a lot of fun is when you see someone and their switch has flipped in their head to How am I going to fill these hours versus I'm so excited to talk about these things? So in radio, you have normally a three-hour show five days a week. That's 15 hours a week that you go from, oh, I can't wait. You know, I want to talk about, and I grew up in San Diego, so the Padres, the Chargers. I, I, I can't wait to dissect the game from last night, whatever it is. And then you see those older guys, and they... Ugh, they, they walk into the office, looks like they have some weight on their shoulders, and they're like, it's Monday, 15 hours of content, what am I going to do, how am I going to do it, and the easy way out, the easiest way out, crazy hot takes, right, another easy way out is just endlessly debating awards, but like purposefully going in circles, so uh, top 10 players versus top 20, so here's the first list, we have Steph, Giannis, Embiid, Joker, LeBron, KD, Tatum, Kawhi. So next list. Trey Young, Donovan Mitchell, Ja, Dame, Cat, DeRozan, Kyrie, Harden, and we'll say Luka. So I know I ran through this list very quickly, but let's try to think about what makes those two lists different. And it's it's not exactly a top 10 and a top 20 Um but I gave you eight names, and I think I gave you, I don't know, like nine or ten names. The differences between those two lists is, spoiler, the first list, the, the list with Steph and Giannis and LeBron, those I'm going to put in the top ten. Those were eight guys. I, I'm We're not doing a top ten list. That's why I didn't fill it out. I, that, that's not the point. 
Uh, and then after that, we have what I'm going to call top 20 players, guys like Trey Young, Donovan Mitchell, Jaw, Dame, Cat. And the difference between these two tiers of player, one of them has two-way value, and the other has one-way value. And, and for the second list, we could even throw Draymond or Gobert in there. Uh, you know, kind of round that out. The top guys, Giannis, a two-way player, Embiid, two-way player, Joker. I know people don't want to think so, but all the numbers back it up. He is a two-way player. LeBron, KD, Tatum, a lot of what gives these guys value. Kawhi, that's how we knew him, was a defensive player that developed a devastating offensive game. It helps all these players are bigger. So when, even when they're not like being as active, just being on the court, a lot of these guys are in the helper role, like LeBron and KD are in our helper role, which is basically like they come over from the corner. I was looking into KD's defensive matchups. He oftentimes defends stretch bigs. Uh, another one, he defends a lot of slashers. So he's able to really come off those slashers and help because, you know, because of the way NBA lineups work, you're not always going to have, you know, three or four three-point shooters. So you put KD on someone who's a, a weaker three-point shooter and he can really come off and help. And just that that 6'9", 6'11", length just helps di disrupt things in the paint and, and add extra paint protection to maybe a center or, or whatever it is. But these bigger players in the top 10 are good defensively. And these players, like Trey Young is like literally the worst defender in the league. Like, he, I, uh, the only thing that would stop that from happening, no, he just is probably the worst defender in the league because he plays so much. Donovan Mitchell, like, we always talk about the Jazz having trouble on defense, and it's because you're running out lineups with three really poor defenders, where it's Bogdanovich, it's Mitchell, and uh, who's the Clarkson, where it's like you, you just can't have three. You can hide one person on defense. You can't hide three people on defense. You can have more bad defenders than good defenders on the court and hope to stop anybody. Cat, everybody loves him. He had the 60-point game. Such a phenomenal shooter. He won the three-point contest this year. It's it's so much fun. But he gives you no impact on defense where it's like, well, DeRozan, same thing. Like, great, you know, the isolation and uh, in the mid-range and all, that, all the talking points people liked. But he doesn't affect the game defensively at all. Kyrie, he's a guard. It's smaller for him. It's not great. Harden, I mean, for so much of his career, just wasn't even interested in playing defense. Now, I don't even know if he's good or bad at defense because... He, like you ever, you ever have those little kids that they're uh, they're so nervous to fail that they won't try. Where it's like I don't even know if James Harden can play defense uh, because he just refuses to attempt to do it. Luca, I, I mean, he's another player, amazing on offense, not that great on defense. Where I'm not saying these players can't get better, but you'll notice a lot of these guys are smaller, right? Dame, Trey, Mitchell, they're smaller players. Kyrie. And the guys in the top 10 are bigger guys because, like, unfortunately for small people, being big is good for basketball, specifically on the defensive end. But I, I feel like people, like, there's been people talking about Devin Booker for MVP. And I was watching the Suns-Laker game last night, and it's like, what? Who, wh why? Who thinks, why would you think that? Is he a good player? Yeah. Is he an MVP candidate? No. Are the Suns a good team? Yes. End of story. We're done. We're moving on. So, okay. I just I just wanted to give it, you know, trying to do a short episode here on the difference between top 10 and top 20 players. And honestly, those those top 20 guys, they're one-way players, you know, and then we can throw on the defensive end where it's like Draymond and Gobert, where it's like they're not bringing a whole lot to the offense. Yeah, Gobert's a pretty good finisher of plays, right? Just if you look at... I mean, the analysis doesn't really need to go that deep. You're averaging 16, 17 points a game. And you're shooting like 70% from the field. Like, 
I know he doesn't do a lot of things well. Like, doesn't have a post game. Like, when he seals players, he brings the ball down a lot, gets stripped doing that. It's frustrating. But, you know, there is some offensive value there, but it's it's not great. And then Draymond, yeah, there is some passing, but he can't shoot and he can't really score. So, like, you're not really moving the needle on that side. So, I don't know. I don't even know what the point of this podcast is. But it's just to be like, yeah, Dame at his peak when he was just – an inferno on offense was like maybe the 10th best player in the league, (laughs) you know, but like there's a ceiling when you can't stop anyone on defense, when you give no value for 50% of the game, like it's pretty tough. And I think people are surprised. um, And I also was surprised digging into the data at BBI. Steph has had a B or higher uh, grade in our D LeBron, which is just our overall defensive impact in six of the eight years in our database. And the two years he didn't have a B or higher, it was a C. So it wasn't even like he was never a sieve is what I'm trying to say. Like Trey Young, like literally probably the worst defensive player in the league because he plays so much, right? Like if you're going to like, you can compare him to other guys, but they play like 800 minutes where it's like, I guess um, it's just people get excited about these players and a lot of the guys on the second list are young where it's like Donovan Mitchell is a young player and he's exciting but i know we want to hype up young guys i know we want to do that i do that but we just have to like admit that there's a reason that these guys that are in the teens have so much trouble cracking the top 10 one it's hard because guys like lebron and kd seem to play forever but also, like, Tatum's a good example. Like, he's a young guy that broke into it because, well, one, he is bigger. But two, like, he he's an effective defender. I, I don't know what to say. But uh, I think that's going to sum up the episode. I'm just rambling now. But the difference between a top 10 and top 20 player in the NBA a lot of the time is two-way value versus one-way value. We I talk about it all the time with role players where it's like it, you have to have some guys giving you two-way value. And even if they're there's someone like uh, a KCP where it's like, He's like a solid defensive player, and he's like a solid offensive player. Obviously, they're role players, so they're not going to be great at these things, but they're not hurting you. They're giving you a slight bump on both sides. Like, that's really important. And, like, when you have your star players, like Dame in Portland, is so hard to build around because it's easier to find these guys that are all off. Like, DeRozan was not that hard to acquire last offseason in terms of, like most teams had a shot to do it if they wanted to, right? Like that's a player that's obtainable, right? Like Giannis, that player's not obtainable in the offseason. So when you already have someone like a Dame, like Levine is going to be a free agent. He's the same story where he's a really great offensive player, super exciting guy to watch and provides absolutely nothing on the defensive end. So if you're going to combine that with a star in the teens like a dame like i think it might possibly happen this offseason like you didn't solve any of the problems that the blazers had where like you had cj and dame where it was like you had two good guards that couldn't really play much defense and that puts you so far behind the eight ball because then you have to load up the rest of your roster with all defensive players and then it's like man i wish dame and cj had some help and it's like well <laughs> they had to get a bunch of guys that kind of more play defense but all right, rant over. Uh, if you want to listen to more podcasts, go back in the library, listen to some. A lot of them are evergreen. If you want to complain about the show, at Taylor Metrics on Twitter. We'll see you next week on the B-Ball Index podcast.